Good morning. Is that Scott on the line? This is. Scott, welcome to uh, Calgary Business Podcast. You know, this is uh, episode number 111, and the 10th I've done under this, uh, well, I guess remotely done. So, welcome, Scott Martin from, so Scott, your, your company's Groundswell Marketing, is that right? Correct, yeah. So, Scott, I mean, I just saw, I saw you posted an article, maybe that's a good starting point, you, you posted an article on your clients in the pandemic, maybe, maybe you want to share, just, I, I liked it, I was kind of reading it, I wanted to let you introduce that to the podcast, because I think it was really insightful. Um, I wrote, I just wrote like three articles, which one are you talking about? Is it the Avid um, or Adaptive uh, Innovation or Something on the pandemic, or... and I, I just, I literally, something on the pandemic, and I think you had 20 clients, you had their, what they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, basically, what it, I wrote an article. Um, it was based on some patterns that I saw. I was working with since the beginning of this pandemic, really, like or the the changes in businesses right. in the last, um, I would say, you know, three weeks, maybe actually more. It's been a month, right? Yeah, the time is just passing by, right? Like we're just kind of like it's hard to get a handle on time. But um, when it started happening, I I jumped on helping businesses with kind of like transitioning. And, and of course we didn't, couldn't have anticipated it was going to change this much. No. So to help them with their challenges, I came up with some, just a couple tools. Right. And one of the tools was, and this is of course, before we went to, you know, where we're at now, but I was like, okay, well um, we need to, to manage your stress. And so you can plan for the future. You right. can create a scale from one to five. And then there was a calibration. Like one is slight disruption to business and five being total disruption complete behavior of, of your consumers and you're basically shut down. So, and, and, you know, and I had um, uh, a couple other sort of tools to help them to sort of like plan. Okay. When we get to level two, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like just so, you know, helping business owners, you know, really start planning for change. Right. Because people come to me for ideation strategy and thinking. And so I was trying to come up with not just um, um, some ideas. I was also trying to show them a way to think Yeah. Uh, in terms of like how they can approach this problem. So, Anyways, over about 20 businesses, I notified, I just sort of saw some patterns. And um, so I came up with uh, a rapid ideation. Uh, the um, It's on my LinkedIn account. It's called uh, Rapid Ideation yeah. uh, or Crisis. It was published in Business to Community Magazine. And it's basically a, a whole uh, rundown of how you can systematically go in, and deal with rapid change and come up with ideas. Um, and really, and making sure the ideas are covering every single angle of your business, whether you're dealing with trying to deal with crisis, uh, a cash flow crisis, yeah. or if you're looking at bringing down your cost of business or whatever. So, you know, it's incredible. Like one of the, the guests I had on the podcast yesterday was Janice uh, Isaman, uh, and she she's got a fitness fitness studio or sort of quasi fitness studio. And literally, what she said is it was a pivot, it's 100% pivot. On March 16th was the, the turning point that, that said, your business is done. You're closed. So she had to pivot. Um, you know, and she said, over time, I'd been sort of doing online videos for fitness and helping my, my clients. But suddenly it was, it was ground zero. She had to just really do a complete pivot, 180, 360, whatever you want. To, or it was 180, I guess. Pivot. So I, I guess that's probably something as you've seen now. Um, going through the last few weeks, as maybe since post sixteenth of March, have your clients shut down, or is it is it, is it something that people are adjusting to, or what is it? I mean, beyond your your article. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I have clients all over the world. Most of my clients are, I've got a couple of clients in, in Calgary, but yeah. most of them are around the world and sure. they've all had to do a hard pivot. Like that's a, um, a very common story. Um, you know, there's a story, I think I, I, I referenced a couple of quotes in there. One is uh, Dr. Jamie Grimes out in Victoria, BC. Yeah. And uh, he's moved completely his whole practice to, um, uh, to online, but we did a bunch of steps in between there, but we thought we'd had like, we never thought we'd get to uh, working at home. I mean, we were already thinking about, you know, having a uh, text us and sit in your car and we'll have you come in sure. and see your doctor. We go straight to the doctor. Like we had some pretty elaborate plans for if it was going to be on a, on a, um, uh, you know, more like uh, social distancing was going to have a little bit more, more time before it went to full right. shutdown. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, Across the board, I, th- I don't think I think everyone is affected 100. percent Yeah, so I don't so, think it's not a Calgary. I mean, this is the Calgary podcast, but I literally, you know, it's 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 across the globe, and it's not businesses are shut down, and, and traditional non-essential, you know, even even a marketing business is non-essential, but it's essential to get the word out. Yeah, and I think a lot of Calgary businesses that maybe this might be the pivot they're waiting for that they've been forced to do. I hate to say that, but. Yeah. To me, I think that a lot of Calgary business has relied predominantly, and this is a generalization, predominantly on the local market. And um, this might open up uh, our, I think, our true potential because, you know, south of the border is a huge market for us. And there's a, um, the fact that we have a lower um, uh, currency right now is actually to our advantage. Yeah. And in fact, that's how I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually growing right now. I know that sounds good, really, someone that's suffering, I don't want to hear that, but the truth is, is I'm actually growing. I'm, well, I'm, I'm growing. I'm so busy right now. Well, because, because... I, I guess people are looking, and I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, but it, it's, it sounds like because of that, they're looking, you, you said ideation. I like that word. Is it ideation? Is that how you used it? You pronounce it? I'm going to write that. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, like rapid ideation. Because you're, you're, you're probably got the ideas guy. And as you said, people are forced to change. And I'm going, I'll go back three years. When I started, I, three years ago, I was in, in Qatar. And I started reaching out to people in, uh, I'm a CFO, accountant, oil and gas mining. But uh, three years ago, I started into sort of the tech, emerging tech. And through that, I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. And you've probably heard of Gary V and so forth. I'm actually is, I'm a, I'm a Ford Diesel alumni. So I know, <laughs> I I know Gary. Yeah. I think you and I had that offline discussion. You mentioned that. And so, yeah. You know, that the, um, and back then, I, I, to your point about people forced to change, there was, there was several uh, oil and gas people I reached out to in Dubai and said one was, oh, I've never had a website. I've always relied on 20 years of doing business with, you know, my, my networking. But suddenly that networking, if you can't meet them face to face, you don't have a website, no online presence. You understand the 4D side. What are you going to do? And that this is now that, that ground zero for a lot of Oh, yeah. This is totally going to change everything. And I don't think even marketers really understand our businesses really understand the behavior change that's shifted yeah. and and i and i have an idea of what is i'm writing an article right now about it kind of like i'm calling it the three waves and it's like right now we're in the shock and awe wave where we're yeah. all kind of like trying to just make an assessment turtling yeah protecting survival you know <laughs> looking around things are changing too fast so it's hard to calibrate the next phase is going to be the midterm which is a midterm reality of and i think some of us are already there like we're working from home you're realizing that but but in that midterm, for some people, it's just working from home. And another whole category is, what do I do now? Yeah. And how do I actually continue doing this? 
And then the third wave is the new reality. And I think the new reality is hard to hard to identify, but I think I've merged a couple ideas that I think are going to be a truth. And one of them is a little bit like you're, we're talking about like having website and, and a lot of network. I actually think that we have left the attention and, and uh, um, you know, sort of economy, you know what I mean? Where it's yep. the currency of getting attention yep. and we're going to shift to trust because when you're, when you're in, a, in a, a mistrustful or you're in a panic situation or crisis situation, I've noticed that everybody really wants to go to people they trust. That's right. And, and I think that's where I suddenly just call this business. I have a lot of trust with a lot of people. So I've been really busy. And I'm thinking about on a bigger scale for Calgarians and, and businesses, I think that never before is going to be trust is going to be the new currency. And so I think businesses that shift away from going, hey, now that we're back in business, we need to like, advertise and do all this stuff. I don't think people are going to have an appetite to digest that. No. I actually think it's different. I think it's going to be word of mouth and building trust. And I think businesses today that are trying to like, really, what can they do? There's one thing that they totally can do. It's like, you, you can't control when this ends, but you can do what you can to shorten the time for you to come when you come back. Yeah, And that might mean connecting deeper with your clients, helping them, creating trust with them and stuff, not advertising, trying to sell them necessarily, nor is that the other side of it, which is there's this huge volume of people creating free, helpful content. Well, the truth is, is that means you're not valuing yourself. Like, I think that people need to actually, I mean, I think there's like, there's a really great, uh, uh, I think an Instagram post from Laura Belgrade. She goes, we need to flatten the curve yeah. on free, helpful content. And I kind of agree. You haven't differentiated yourself. You haven't valued yourself. So I, I'm not suggesting that you need to do stuff for free. What I'm thinking is, Maybe think in terms of where people's brains are at, their emotions, their feelings, their state. Yeah. And right now, their state going probably forward is going to be looking for people they trust. You know, I I, I listened to, I sorry, I had a, on my guest uh, Andrea Collis. She's an insurance, and I initially I was kind of thinking, what can insurance people do? And it's difficult because it's this period, and she said people are calling me. What can you know in terms of clauses and agreements? But I thought it was sort of the Gary V kind of reverse pivot and say, you know, if I was you in insurance, we kind of, her and I talked a little bit offline and said, you know, maybe the top 10 things people can think, you know, like you're doing, come up with a list of things, ideas that, you know, outside the box. And sometimes it's some industries, some sectors, it's almost impossible to think how to give something away free, right? Because, and I said, people joke about um, insurance and, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a, a industry. Nobody really, it's not, you don't, you don't want to talk about it. It's because it's a necessity, but it's kind of those. So, I mean, well, it's one of those things you don't care about it until you need it. Yeah. So it's absolutely like, it's like toilet paper. You don't, you don't care about it until it's not there. Right. Like you, you, it's, it's insurance is absolutely critical. So it, a lot of people don't recognize that until they're in the situation. That would be a great time to build up trust for that. And then yeah. it's kind of reminding them of, of that you are there and you could be there or, you should be there. So there's, you know, I look, look looking back, I just, I want to take, I want to go back to your name because it's kind of a groundswell marketing. And I think of the groundswell, something building is that, let's go to your name. How did you come up with that name? Yeah. So it's, um, um my background has been in surfing. I, I moved to Hawaii when I was 18. Uh-huh. I've always been in surfing and yeah. it was an actual name I came up with, believe it or not. Um, I even showed my fiance, I have that photograph. I took a photograph of it. It was, a business name that I was one of my original business names I came up with as a kid. Yeah. And um, I always loved surfing. And, and I little did I know that the, when I, when I decided to go on my own and I, and I came up with that name, I like, it looked, sounded familiar to me, but what it came up from was that I have totally been 
on a obsessed with helping and, and, and looking at businesses and looking at models and marketing around sustainable growth marketing. Yeah. And so to me, it's about building an audience, building momentum, building sustainability sure. without relying on social networks and advertising. Cause I was just seeing so many businesses waste money and that's where it came from. And I was like, also it had the, um, I was building these huge communities and seeing the impacts of that on businesses. And it's like, oh, well, building a groundswell, the actual physical yeah, yeah. Uh, wave of it being very powerful, clean, and coming from uh, a really strong epic center, like a, an epicenter, and, and then also a groundswell of a uprising, where you have a groundswell of support of customers. So it just was worked in so many different ways for me. It was like, it's like the perfect name for me and my business. I mean, I'm writing my book around it, and it's basically how to build a groundswell. Yeah. I got hired by Tulsi Gabbard, a presidential uh, uh, candidate for the Democratic Party. Right. And I was they basically um, reached me because they view me as an expert in groundswell. She had the least amount of budget. Yeah. But yet she was a third person standing in the presidential race. No, she didn't get a chance at, at winning or getting the nomination. It was a, it's irrelevant. She actually built a groundswell. We actually had over Bloomberg, who spent thirty five million dollars in the same market. Right. And that spent 19 we were number four in mentions i was able to build a groundswell with actual less money and get more impact so to me that is the art and science of what i'm doing well, i think that's to your point it sounds to your point of attention you know get the intentions and the i mean gary vanity you know he talks about that's his currency facebook's greatest currency is their attention and you know your eyeballs where are your eyeballs but i want to go back to the you mentioned uh the the surfing because we just literally ironically last night we watched the documentary on uh bethany is it bethany hamilton the surfer yeah 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 fantastic on netflix just if you're looking for something i mean it's brilliant because we saw the movie soul marketer a few years back our soul surfer soul marketer um and anyway so yeah ironic that you mentioned that but look so you've, you've got your own podcast as well i do yeah it's called the groundswell marketing podcast no no uh no pun there so you've literally you've, you've run you've run it on, on twitter you've got instagram you've got the groundswell so tell me about the U.S. Democrat. She reached out to you, one of the uh, the uh, senators. Well, yes. Um, uh, so her her one of her strategists. I actually uh, a year ago she was from Europe, and she actually reached me on. She'd been following my podcast and reading my right. posts, and she said to me, "She goes, look, I I have run out of money. I've got a candidate in Europe a month to go, and we need to raise money, and we're trying to get." this election thing and you know can you help and i was like i actually had a little bit of time i rarely would do something but i was like yeah i'll do it for free i'll just help you out i sure. came up with a strategy and it worked <laughs> and i never thought anything more about it and she ended up getting hired for tulsi and she told tulsi you gotta work with scott and so um uh when i was in florida i i uh, uh she met me in person and she said look i we need a rapid campaign and um you know she's she's got uh limited money she's actually been um uh, removed from being able to speak on the debate stage and the media is giving her blackout. We need to create a real groundswell because she's going on the feet in the ground and trying to create it. Can you help us? So I actually created a, 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 um, a campaign. It's called Stand with Tulsi. Yeah. And uh, 10 weeks, 10 days after we launched the campaign, Newsweek covered it, goes, how did she, how is she trending on Twitter under Stand with Tulsi when she's got a media blackout and didn't even make the debate stage? So I actually got the clipping. And uh, Newsweek even covered it going, I, we don't understand. And it's but isn't that incredible? Because you've you literally penetrated that veil or those, you know, that as Nate Vaynerchuk doesn't know, but a lot of people talk about that, that, you know, that third party who controls it, right? The control uh, publishers and controlling book, book writers in the past, art or the, 
you know, the, the musicians, they were always held that gatekeeper. Wow. So you penetrate, you basically penetrate that blackout or you got around it. Yeah. So unlike Gary, Gary is really about attention. (laughs) I didn't, that wasn't, so to be honest with you, it's not attention. I actually think I disagree. I think it's now trust. And why I say trust is the reason that groundswell works. It's based on what I think we're moving back to, which is good old fashioned corner store word of mouth. I think that that word of mouth, think about what you're, think about what's going on right now. Anybody that's got a financial problem, are they going and going to click on a download an ebook? Are they going to somebody they trust? Are they going, Hey, do you know somebody that can help me out? Everybody's going word of mouth. And I think it's, I think more than ever for business, and, and this is actually a level, this is creating a level playing field and it's going to ruin all the people that are just like throw money at advertising. I think that word of mouth is the new game. Um, and especially if you think about logically thinking about the next 16 months, it, the reason I say 16 months, nobody is going to buy and nobody's, everybody's going to be timid. They're going to come out like a, like a groundhog, oh, the gra- the ground squirrel. Shadow, right? The ground squirrel is going to have his, he's going to pocket it all away, right? You know? So they're they're timid. So yeah. they're going to go and they're going to they're going to be timid with the money they got to spend. So they're going to yeah. make sure that they want an insurance policy, which is the best insurance policy is someone who's worked with you, someone that's that's a customer from you. So I, that's why I'm trying to explain to businesses. Now is the time to build trust, build sure. equity, because you're going to get a great word of mouth because people go, hey, these guys are good guys. They really helped us out or they really they're like to me. That is what I think is going to make you come out of this faster. And the rea- I think it's a new reality. Frankly, well, this, yeah, I've been forecasting this for the last two years. I had to change my language in my book because I was basically like Chicken Little going, hey, everybody, there's going to be a crash. You guys got to like prepare. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to rewrite the tone because it's already here. I love the analogy of the Chicken Little. Um, but, you know, you go back to that uh, the trust and you've said it many times. And, you know, when I, back, when I started to get to Emerging Tech back in 2017, it was a lot of it was on blockchain. And I was working in Qatar and trust was a huge, you know, any supplier because they built a plant and I'm just giving, you know, the trust element. What was appealing to me, we looked at the supply chain of all the merchants or sorry, the suppliers of big equipment coming out of Germany, Korea, U.S. into Qatar. The first thing they said was, well, you know, we need we need money. We need money down. We need a deposit. We need a security guarantee, bank guarantees. So trust was a big thing. And I kind of when I when I looked at blockchain as a, an accountant or CFO, I looked at that trust element. And so I'm not, I, I, I wonder, and maybe this is just more off, it's a little bit off topic, but you know, I wonder if that's going to come into play where blockchain type security and trust gives more, you know, the parties come together. Maybe that'll it'll have a new reckoning. I, I'm, not, I'm not here to put that out there, but what do you think? Like, do I think is blockchain going to be uh, a big solution? No, do you, th- do you think it'll have a better, because you've, you used the word trust. And, yeah. and, and when I learned about blockchain was there's a better transparency on the a different chain depending on the chain and the transaction yeah. so i don't know maybe you don't have a view on it it's just i just it's not oh no i i think that that is like i think blockchain is going to solve it's going to remove the requirement for um for you to go i trust you because trust means i have faith right yeah. yeah so what blockchain does is it creates confidence because you like i I know that that is the record. I know that's the source. I know yeah, so that that's the thing. Yeah, so so it basically, with the fact that people are requiring more and more trust, yeah. because of, like, even fake news. Fake news is about a mistrust, right? That's I right. believe there's going to be a blockchain for news. It's That'll be one of the biggest innovations that we'll see in our time. 
because and it'll be a blockchain for original content, meaning this piece of content was shared. Yeah, the authenticity of it. Yeah, so it's like about authenticity. It's about source. It's about a variety of different things. I think we're in this. I view that the time that we're in right now for both business and marketing is like between the tides, where it's like the water is really sort of like choppy. You don't know which way. It doesn't have a common direction. Yeah. But we're we're kind of like feeling like that, you know, it's, it's between tides and the tide's going to go out a little bit. But that's okay, because I, I think the tide's going to come back in. It's a cycle. But more importantly is I think the people, I think they, they need to recognize that this is filled with huge freaking opportunities. And don't put your head in the sand. Like, look at higher behavior sure. on this, this way that people are being, think about this. When in the world has everybody been contained and 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 isolated from human contact sure well but what pre-internet kind of social pre- changes are going to do what is that yeah, sorry 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 scott i mean i was just thinking pre-internet time you literally imagine though if we went back to that and and there was this pandemic we'd have been you really would have been isolated at least now you've got the internet and so forth but yeah you're right never before in history we've been so isolated all at once or contained right so if you look back in time like yeah. the london plague you know that's when uh um you know, uh, Newton uh, just created physics and all these different things. Like if you look back in time in periods of isolation and massive challenges, when the biggest innovation, I believe this is going to be one of the biggest innovation bumps we've ever seen in our life. Secondly, I think this is, this has been what I've been talking about is that everybody has been running at, you know, click funnels and advertising and automation and stuff. And I think there's going to be a massive reject of it. Why? I think that, the fact that we've all been um, more or less like in our, our sorry, sorry about that, more or less we've been contained to our homes. We've been actually um, not able to have as much human contact. What are we going to crave like crazy when we get out of, out of all this human contact? <laughs> yeah. So I think that yeah. what we've done is I think that marketing that's more human to human. Um, I think that, that businesses that are more human like, um, sure. And I think that businesses are going to, there's going to be bit like coffee shops. Like uh, uh, I think Berkshire Hathaway just did a huge investment back into Starbucks. Why? People are going to be jumping to go back. He's for, he's seen, I, I think you're on something because, you know, as you said, the, we, we, came, we became insular as a society with gaming, uh, e-gaming and, and social media. We had hid behind the, the keyboard and the, the keyboard warriors. And you're right. I think they're, Probably Berkshire Hathaway or, or Warren Buffett are onto something. That makes a lot of oh, sense. Well, it really... I mean, it could go both ways, right? The other one is that they say that minimum 25% of the workforce is now going to work at home. A, because the businesses yeah. are going to go, hey, this is better. B, we don't can't afford the real estate. Or C, I just want to work from home. It worked already. I already know of businesses that went, I've always wondered if it was going to work, and now I'm going to just stay this way. I've been working from home. Like when people go, oh man, this is crazy. I'm like, yeah, life hasn't changed for me, except for I can't go to a restaurant. <laughs> I work from home. Like me and Jill, yeah. there's another dynamic, right? Another dynamic yeah. is when has people, I'm just giving trends that I believe could be enlighten to where businesses could take advantage of it, right? Or really see where it's going. The other one is look at look at families. Like families have never, two people, couples like me and Jill, we've, my, my wife, we've been working together from home and it's been an adjustment from even when she left her job and we work yeah. together in the same business in the same household. It was an adjustment. And we found our way, right? It took some time. Can you imagine how many business people that are really going through either struggles because they've never really had to spend that much time together or are going to come on the other side and go, 
hey, this might be a different way to live or do business or work together. Like we spent sure. two hours commuting. Why didn't we just do something together? So I think there's going to be a huge explosion of home-based businesses, um, internet-based internet based businesses, and then also our adaptability and desire. I think of like my mom, who's never been on Zoom, now is on Zoom all the time. Think of how Isn't many people crazy? are Zooming, how many people are using um, homeschooling, using, um, I think, the school. The, the, no, the education. In education. Yeah, you, you've heard... You've heard Gary Vaynerchuk talk about it, and it's not if I mean he was he's been talking about it for a while. But that that online, the distance learning, the, the universities, and and I've been following the IB or International Baccalaureate, and they're having the massive di- dialogue with the universities because this is a, a changed year, uh, because suddenly you've got a massive intake of students that aren't, didn't write those exams, you know, across the board, so uh, across the globe, not just the, in the one community or whatever. So yeah, absolutely, massive shift. It's a huge shift. So what is that? What can that mean for your, what can that mean? Like, you know, it's like, I really feel like, like, um, um, it's astonishing how you get two sides of the camp. Some people are just watching and binging on Netflix and other people are going, this is a moment instead of it being a moment of pain and a moment of like, of survival. Yeah. There's going to be some tough times, but I think this could be the breakthrough moment you've waited. I think this is, there's never been more opportunity. When you have this, when you think of the level playing field of businesses that have been brought to their knees or yeah. the um, democratization of everybody having the same thing happen to them at the same, like, I, to me, I just see opportunity everywhere. So that's maybe why I, I'm, I'm growing because I see it differently. I don't see this as being, um, it's bad. I mean, it's like, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying I'm looking for the, for the for the cracks i'm looking for the opportunities and they're getting wider by the longer this goes on well you know just to the point like yesterday i read an article and i posted to some of the sensor it was a it was this you know asset management and infrastructure it was a sensor it does a diagnostic of your your assets big assets so i'm thinking oil refineries and other complex structures and you know i literally posted it to a few people thinking you know this is the time because I was on a conference call last week with, with Carrie McGrath from, you know, International Ultrasonic Technologies, long name, but, and she, she had organized this clean tech solutions uh, conference call. And the people on it were mostly oil and gas. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is the time when there's a lot of debt. Instead of the capital, they're not going to put CapEx in. They're going to, you know, look in, internally. There's an opportunity for just business, like to really look at the assets, take the time, whatever it is, the downtime. And, you know, and run the diagnostics or whatever and then see. But anyway, that's that's just one real, as you you said, there's a huge, I think there's a minefield. There's a groundswell of opportunities, but you just need to know where to look. You need to how to uncover that, you know, where is that, where is it come bubbling under the ground or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there. Well, Scott, look, I, I really appreciate your time. And I, I, I wanted to dig into, maybe we can talk offline on your inside 4Ds and what you learned there. But, you know, it thinks... That was probably a different time. Were you, was that part of Groundswell? Or oh, yeah. Was that... yeah. So you went, you went to, where did you go? To to, New York. Did you go to, yeah. you went to yeah. New York, sat in the, the VaynerMedia offices? Yeah, or... yeah. Actually, I was the only guy. He told me specifically, I was one of the only guys to actually spend three days there because everybody goes for their one day uh, 3D thing. And I said to their team, um, I think Steve at the time, uh, it's now Nick that's running it. And I said, Steve, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in New York. I'm stuck here. I've got a Tony Robbins event in three days. Can I, okay. can I just like, just 
hang out and just observe. Like, I mean, you know, and, nice. and what I ended up doing was I ended up, they, so when I went there, Gary goes, well, if you're here, why don't you go ahead and just like set up a place in the, in the, in the staff room and interview yeah. my staff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So I literally just met all, I met like, I just had appointment. After, I basically was like the dating, uh, what do you want to call it? Like uh, speed dating. <laughs> and I just got the interview. Going, What's like to work here? What do you do here? What like, I had the yeah. greatest conversation with really, their position on, really. on how they do investment. And I learned yeah. a ton from that. I got a deeper understanding of, of subscription boxes. I got two huge insights that have, are shaping the way of that I'm moving forward because I just took the initiative and said, Hey, and I think a lot of people don't ask, like they just don't think to ask, yeah. you know, maybe we're Canadians yeah. are too polite. Um, I just was like, oh, I didn't hurt to ask, you know, so I might as well. And I was like, man, that was one of the really? smartest things I ever did. So. You can probably, did you do a podcast on that or did you write an article on that? Cause it sounds like there's a wealth of information there as well. No, I never did. I haven't actually <laughs> done a solo uh, podcast. I'm about to do my first one. I was actually my, my season two, I, I launched season one on my birthday, March 11th. And I was going to launch yeah. season two on March 11th and it just didn't feel right because just what's going on. And it was, and I just didn't know what I wanted to say and I didn't know that I wanted to release it yet. So I've actually been, it's a full month. I'm going to do it on a month later. I'm going to do it April 11th. I'm going to do my first podcast yeah. and just kind of do a brain dump about what I'm thinking. About. I think it's it. You make it, you've got it already. So it sounds like just this guy, you, you and I chatting, but it sounds like you've got a lot. Here's episode one, how to, you know, like literally, it's you take your article that you wrote on the pandemic and your twenty clients. Here's a here's the top ten things you rant. You put post a link to your article across. I mean, there, yeah, you've got, yeah. That's what my that's what my my wife wants me to do is to do that because it's been um, shared and I've had so many people just thank me for it. So I'll probably that's yeah. probably what I'll do. My intention wasn't to. My intention was to do like a wrap up, you know. But we'll we'll see. I've already recorded um, four episodes, so I've got. Uh, um, and I've got some incredible lineup like Peter DeMantis and uh, uh, Brian Solis. And uh, I just recorded with sure. uh, Master Co and Jay Bear. I did one on audio and stuff like I, I've already got like an incredible lineup for, for the next season. So. Well, even, you know, like the, the the dummies for 101 or whatever it is back to the, the guys that aren't online or not online presence, you know, dummy 101, whatever they call it, you know, the uh, marketing for dummies or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, you know, and just here we go. Number 102, you know, whatever it is, you know, you just number it because you've got like those people that have to shift. And a lot of people are very, very uncomfortable to Gary Vaynerchuk's point. A lot of people are uncomfortable posting content, right? You seem to be natural. You've been doing it for a while. Um, but just a lot of people just not familiar with the, like you, you said, your grandma's or your mother's on, you know, on Zoom. And there's a lot of people just don't have a clue. Right. And they're, they're my, I'm 53. And, you know, it's just it's second nature for me for the last three years. But before that, I was just an oil and gas guy. Yeah, I think the up until now, I've been fairly quiet. Um, I've yeah. been so busy with my head down, uh, working yeah. behind the scenes, working on client work. I'm, I'm a, you know, I've been uh, a massive student. I spent the entire year last year traveling the world with Tony Robbins. I was a platinum partner. Uh, so every three nice. weeks, I was on a, you know, on a plane somewhere at an event, getting coached by his top coaches, uh, private events, like networking sure. with the group. So I, and then plus me and Jill invested heavily into other online and other courses. And, and in the last three years, we've done a whirlwind tour of, of trade of, uh, of conferences and, and book reading and learning. So, oh, so I've been kind of like in a holding pattern, but now that my book's coming out this year and the, given the turn of events, I feel like it's time for some of the leaders to rise. And I think now 
I'm you're gonna see a lot more of me publishing and, and more solo casts and me talking because I've kind of really not really put myself out there as much as I could. Um, yeah. And and so I feel like now I'm I'm I feel now's the, maybe the time to really help businesses really because I think right now there's more of an appetite where before I was I was this heretic going why are you wasting money on on advertising why aren't you building relationships and um it just when it's it's sort of the analogy of like you know when when it's raining in a rainforest and it's always green and raining uh everything grows and um, but the roots aren't shallow and so if once a drought comes you know only the only the trees have deep roots and so and here i am guy going you need to dig deep roots like you need to really make sure you're, you're planning for for a change because it's going to change. And I think we're headed for even more volatility and change. I think there's going to be more of an appetite for what my process I believe is going to change the way marketing is, which is really helping businesses be self-sufficient. I think there's going to be, we haven't even seen the, the worst of, of volatility for businesses because businesses even today are reliant on social platforms like social, like uh, Facebook or, or they're going to use, start using yeah. messenger and different things. And, and, and I think, helping businesses leverage them but not become reliant on them um and really looking and almost think of it like that's being sustainable doesn't have to be this painful isolating you know um uh slow process it's really about just enabling yourself to have uh, a way to control your business control your destiny and have direct contact with your customers and my one piece of advice for everybody is be very careful about platforms and things that get between you and your customer i think that you know you really want to have a direct contact with your customer and people say well i do i phone them and stuff but yeah but you're you're the way that you acquire and manage them maybe isn't you know so that's right that's right well that that's your point about the, the verticals if you look at the SaaS, a lot of SaaS verticals you know this week i had them last week i had on my the good lawyer and it's just that that you know and if you think of the communo team they're really the gig you know bringing the gig People that can provide the services, not the full, full, full service, but just the the one thing you may need. You know, the the one dimensional part that uh, the you know, come, say a legal service or accounting service or marketing, or you know that it's just that's been a real build up. And I think as you to your point, people need to be really close to their customers and that, that try. It'll, I think that's where it goes to the trust. If you it sounds like you've got the platform of trust because you've got a ton of uh you know information that you've learned over the years so wow I'm well i've been doing the, the same book, thing uh, for 25 years and you yeah. know so it's it's you know it's it's kind of built up over a long period of time well i'd like to see that video send me the link of the your tony robbins have you have you been on stage with him or is that um have i been on stage <laughs> with him so i haven't been on stage um no. with him per se i've met him several times and i've had been at private events so i haven't been i've got photos and stuff and videos of me with him but not um, not where I'm like actually a speaker on a stage yet. I'd like to, um, but oh, that's cool. about three of his speakers that are on his stages, he's only got a very small handful of at Business Mastery. Uh, okay, um, I've had them on as guests for my podcast. Um, I had uh, he's been yeah. I've had uh, David uh, Miriam Scott who just published his book. He speaks at Business Mastery. Roland Fraser, uh, Growth uh, Jedi. He's I saw, um, saw him speaking in Amsterdam. Business Mastery. I had him on my podcast. Um, Master Co. I just recorded with him. He's like one of the top energy um, healers in the world. Yeah. I remember, I remember Tony way back with this. I used to listen to his tapes years ago, and and he's, he he's, he prefaced one or he started. He's like, I'm 
just flying in and I'm, I'm in a helicopter and there's this massive jam because I realized that was for me. So yeah, that, that was, was uh, in Seattle, that story. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Well, look, Scott, you know, stay safe out there and really appreciate your, your taking the time today and, and a lot of insight. Look forward to your book and, and linking that and uh, we'll go from there. Totally. Well, thank you so much for having me. All right, Scott, have a good day, you man. Too, buddy. See ya.